We cannot just hurt people. Look into my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it. We can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Eyes, lungs, pancreas. So many snacks for little time. Welcome back to Heroes Direct. This week, we are talking... Venom. Oh dear. It's finally here. Long hard sigh. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, Symbiote. But before that, I'm joined by Joseph again. How you doing, man? Very well, thank you. I'm excited to be back. Less excited to be talking about Venom, <laughs> but um, excited to be back regardless. Yeah, but before we get into uh, our thoughts on all things Symbiote, um, we've, we'll do a quick news segment. Uh, today it was briefly announced that uh, Brie Larson was meant to be starring in seven different Marvel movies. And she then <laughs> ruined all our hopes and dreams by debunking this on Twitter, saying that this wasn't true and she doesn't have a seven-movie contract. Um, which is surprising, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if you'd figure with her being so powerful, they'd you know they'd work more with it, especially with her being the first, um, the first superhero who has her own female-led movie you'd expect more of it however it i mean we got a good hour out of enjoying that fact <laughs> yeah before it was actually it was debunked all... and it was it was all ruined for us yeah pretty much um i was hoping for alpha flight and then bring rocket into it as well um since this brings us on to our next point james gunn will not be returning to the marvel universe he's going over to dc to direct Suicide Squad oh, 2, which is fucking bonkers. I mean, it's not an unfair transition. If if one of the best directors going for Marvel, one of the one of the directors who really made their name massive at Marvel, they'd be stupid not to. And Suicide Squad is probably the best franchise for it, especially as you know the critics and fans mostly were completely savage towards the first Suicide Squad, but with the whole sort of buddy cop thing, the whole villains thing, James Gunn could do something fantastic with that. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, we've touched on it on the podcast before. He's apologised for the comments he made on Twitter however many years ago. Um, And I think, you know, it's kind of about time that he does figure something else out and just come back into the spotlight. Um, It still doesn't seem like we're going to get Guardians 3, which is a shame, considering that Dave Batista has mentioned he wants to uh, sign up for Suicide Squad 2. Obviously, everybody's <laughs> uh, now fan-casting him as Bane, because he's just a hench bastard, really, isn't he? Um, That's a bit of a typecast, to be fair, but I do see it. Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd quite happily watch Rocket and uh, Captain Marvel, buddy cop movie. That'd be good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't really know we needed that on the big screen until you mentioned it. Um, oh, but we keeping need that with the, Marvel... with the whole Flurkin plot as well. Yes, oh. exactly. Um, now, keeping with the Marvel Universe, we need to talk about Netflix very quickly. We've finally got a trailer or several trailers for Daredevil Season 3. And it looks like we're getting Bullseye. Well, we are getting Bullseye, but uh, it looks like he'll be donning the the devil of hell's kitchen role for a little bit and uh, it looks like looks like vincent d'onofrio's wilson fisk has something to do with that 
I was so, so stoked that he's actually coming back. Because it it's kind of ambiguous. You didn't really know if he was going to come back. But his performance is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see him back. Because the character in himself, he's just menacing by his nature. Um, so I he's mean, just... I, I really loved him in season one. And I was really pleased that he had a smaller role in season two. Because what he was given was still fantastic, and it didn't oversaturate him too much. Um, and I can't wait to see him put on the white suit properly in season three. So oh, I'm gonna be binging the perfect the fan hell service there. out of that. So much binge watching. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that because this it was gonna be the same thing that happened when Stranger Things season two came out. I, uh, I just couldn't sleep one night. I thought. I'm not going to bother. I'll just watch the entire series. <laughs> I knocked through it in however many hours it was until the sun came up in the morning and I feel like I'm going to do the same thing for Daredevil. Yeah, I'm probably going to do the same, to be honest. Um, and then, you know, who knows? There might be a podcast on it. Let's not fuck about. There oh. will be one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Venom. Well, that's... Yeah, okay. Um, so for those of you that aren't aware... This is Sony's take on the Marvel Universe, and it's a a Venom story without Spider-Man. So, you know, there can be good stories without Spider-Man, but going in, especially knowing Sony, and especially as you go in knowing all of the issues that they had behind the scenes and how difficult it was for them to get this film off the ground, you'd think they'd take the bad omen and not make the film, but lo and behold, they have, and I feel like I've been... I've been burdened having watched it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all feel burdened by um, Tom Hardy performing in a completely different film to everybody else. Uh, <laughs> everybody else is in a very serious like sci-fi drama. And Eddie, Eddie Brock is from Liar Liar. Um, he's, you know, he's emulating Jim Carrey almost a little bit uh, in this film. Um I actually burst out laughing at one point when the symbiote appears in the mirror and Eddie flings himself backwards whilst high-pitched screaming and knocks himself out in the bath. I thought it was fucking hilarious and for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I know, it's because Tom Hardy had so much potential here and you know he's a stellar actor and you know he can pull it off but it's just... It's so disjointed, especially as it was the one scene... Are we doing spoilers? Can we say we're doing spoilers? Yeah, it's going to have to be, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. If you would, if, I'm going to plug. If you do want a complete spoiler-free review, I did write one up for the Heroes Direct website, so feel free to go and check that out. So if, but... you, if you don't want to know spoilers, stop listening to this right now. Go read Joe's review and then come back. Uh, if you're ready Give for me spoilers, some three, two, one, let's get into spoilers. The scene where his wife leaves him. <laughs> it what? He was just such an empty shell of a man. He looked, you know, mildly displeased as she walked away with her wedding ring in his hand. <laughs> what? Your wife has left you. Give us some more of that. Come on, man. In the first five minutes of the film, we're given an info dump on Eddie Brock. We we 
kind of meet his life, we meet his fiance, we know what his job is, and then he loses his job, and then it cuts to six months later, all within like breakneck speed, and then nothing happens for about half an hour. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was there was one moment I was there was it looked like it was going to foreshadow, and I was so gutted it didn't happen. It was when his wife leaves for work, and she says, "Don't forget to feed the cat." I thought the cat In was going to get eaten. <gasps> Is Venom going to eat the cat? Yeah. yeah. But no, the cat is irrelevant. The cat comes up at no point in this film. I mean, oh, realistically, what? there's no point in Venom where Venom is a full anti-hero. Like, yeah, he bites a few villains' heads off um, and beats a, a few of the SWAT team up. But he doesn't really do anything that warrants, like, being a villain. He runs around causing a bit of chaos, which a lot of people going into this film were hoping for and fair dues but the only moments where in which venom is restrained is because eddie brock is telling him not to do things yeah yeah um, um, and it just kind of begs the question like why is venom really listening to eddie at this point because eddie's not giving him any reason to he's not particularly an interesting character yeah there's the whole you know he's in his head so he kind of knows everything that he's thinking but it's just it's very it's very strange um and i think uh that's largely down to the studio's involvement because we now know that there's like 40 minutes that's been cut out of the film according to tom hardy um so it'd be very oh, interesting reading see... that made my heart sink yeah it'd be really interesting to see what like character moments between the two um like w- was missing from the film because to be fair there are a few moments i did actually enjoy and that is just venom and eddie talking um some of the the conversations they have are great, uh, especially when uh, Venom calls him a pussy for not jumping out of the window. <laughs> Tell you what, that was the one moment I actually laughed during this film. But then as the film goes on, I was thinking, why didn't Venom just jump out the pissing window? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, if, it was, it was can... a good gag, but it was so forced. Yeah. Let's talk about Riz Ahmed in this film. See, you know Riz Ahmed is class. Yeah. I mean, he's fantastic in Nightcrawler, um, and then here he's just—he's just a generic bad guy. He's not even that threatening at all. In that moment where um, the kids come in to the Life Foundation and he's talking to them, he's a—he's a fucking sound guy. He is. <laughs> he gives that kid the pin for answering the question. Oh, how nice That's of a him. really good guy move. It's like, how am I supposed to hate this guy? I've got no reason to hate him. And in the moments where he's showing you why you should hate him, he doesn't do a good job of it. Just because the character in itself is so cardboard cutout, and Riz just doesn't bring anything to it. It's a massive shame. And the same for Michelle Williams. She's a really good actress, and she's she has nothing to do throughout this entire film except chase Eddie, and she has none of her own agency. She's two-dimensional at best. Um, I mean, I don't think this film would, you know, pass the Bechdel test at all. She's just, <laughs> oh god, she's she, it's poor writing. Um, it's a disservice to Michelle Williams. Her wig really pissed me off because it just didn't move. <laughs> it never moved throughout the entire film. It doesn't look real. <laughs> but let's talk about the symbiote of it all, okay? 
I quite liked I mean, how the symbiote looked ish. Oh, the VFX were fantastic. I, well, I think well, it, let's it, not it was go the that way far. the tendrils sort of like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was the way that it sort of crept along the floor and you could see all the tendrils attaching itself to the surface. And it's well done. It's an odd choice for the design, mm. but it's executed all right. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm still bitter there's no big white spider on his chest, but. If there's no Spider-Man, then it makes sense, I suppose. But the thing that gets me is we've got this symbiote. Okay, cool. He looks good. He's a big hulking creature that's biting people's heads off and shit. Cool. Why do they have him on a night backdrop in every single scene? The only time he's oh, like actually ch- well lit is in the shop right at the end of the film that's in the trailer. Like, it's really daft. You just can't see any of it. It's obscene, especially in that scene in the forest. Yeah. it's You just don't see anything. It's such a shame. And the same thing goes for the action scene right at the end. Is is the CGI blur that you got at the end of Black Panther, which is a shame. Yeah. Plus, everything's black. The characters are black. You don't get to see it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, because it's Riot uh, and Venom fighting on the spaceship. Um, with Riz Ahmed inside, uh, inside Riot, and they they two similar, very similar looking characters. They're both similar shades of grey and black, and it, it's just a CGI shit show. Uh, we keep using this phrase on Heroes Direct. That's because it's a common bloody problem. <laughs> um, I, I had a really big, big problem with that fight. It was it was boring. It wasn't. There was never any moment where I was like. Oh right, they're in danger now, um, and it was just a bit of shit. Uh, it, before the trailer, uh, before the film came out, um, when that trailer debuted, I thought this was going to be a fake out, and that was actually going to be Carnage, and I would have, I'd have been, you know, slightly okay with that if they'd have put Carnage <laughs> in the film, um, and it hadn't have been Riot, but this was just shoddy, man. The the scene where it, he attacks all the lab technicians. And he swings yeah, the axe this... hands. Not keen. Get rid. There was no real relevance to it. It sort of just happened. Yeah. And as it went, I legitimately sat there and thought, I don't know what I'm watching. <laughs> it was just it just VFX clambering over VFX, and it was just so difficult to focus on what was actually happening. Yeah. Um, I was kind of confused as well, because... When the trailers first debuted, we saw a couple of different symbiotes. Like, there's a blue one and there's a yellow one. And then they sort of just die off screen. And that's the last we hear about them. I was like, wait, hang on, you've got more of these. And you're just going to kill them off off screen and not use them There's legitimately no excuse. It's It's just really, really crap writing. Yeah, um, I just this film is just shit from beginning to end. Um, I mean, you know, you could look at it as it's kind of fun. You know, it's a it's a cheap popcorn movie. It's throwaway. You know, you can switch your brain off and enjoy it. I suppose. <laughs> However, because I'm a fucking dork, <laughs> can't switch my brain off. <laughs> Spider Man's not in it. They haven't done the the real origin of Venom with Secret Wars in the original symbiote suit. So why does the symbiote look like he does? Because he hasn't met Spider-Man. So it's really fucking dumb. 
<laughs> a redesign would have worked for Venom's character, especially in this whole standalone thing. If it's completely independent of Spider-Man, you can do whatever you want creatively, really. Yep. You've got comics as a guide, but really, the studio could have done whatever they wanted. Mm. I would have been kind of up for for them doing Agent Venom in a way where he has like a tactical suit, um, or the, the, the symbiote builds like a tactical suit over him. Um, maybe not even use Flash Thompson, just keep Eddie Brock, but I just think that would have that would have paved new ground and it would have been pretty cool. Um yeah. instead of this sort of long tongued thing that now the internet wants to fuck. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it was oh the the make out scene, man. I to be fair I... to be fair, that didn't actually bother me too much in the film. When you when you told me about it, I was worried. <laughs> I was really worried. And then, you know, spoilers, they actually do she venom. Uh they have, you know, Eddie's wife or fiance Anne take on the symbiote very briefly and she actually looks quite good for a brief it's, moment. It's pretty well done. But um, it's the problem that I had with it was it came out of nowhere. I had no idea what was going on. Suddenly the symbiote was picking off these guards. I was like, right, doesn't it need a host for this? And all of a sudden it was she venom. I had, I was com- I didn't know what was going on. I was. It's because it's such a smattering of ideas yeah. that they don't really stick well enough, and it didn't feel like it had any relevance except to serve as fan service. It's all of a yeah. sudden there's venom. And, oh. Yeah, the 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 makeout scene. It, it was weird, but it didn't it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. But at the same time, it didn't really do much for for the story. Like. I don't know. I think it was just the whole trying to force Eddie and Anne going getting back together, but I eh stop flogging a dead horse or symbiote. The bit that I do like is when Venom and uh, Eddie are working together and uh, against the SWAT team, and uh, mm. he's like, "Oh, mask," and Venom like beefs up and says, "Copy." I do quite like that. Um, yeah, uh, and then the fight is kind of cool. And I did like that they didn't shy away from revealing that Eddie was Venom to Anne. Like, they just sort of got it out of the way relatively quickly. Um, however, the bit where he goes swimming in the restaurant. <laughs> what was, was that? I just didn't understand. I was like, it's... What? I, you don't get the symptoms of what having a symbiote would do to you. Is it that you are hot? Is it that you are... Well, naturally, you're always hungry, yeah. but you are. It, it was so ham-fisted. It was obviously played for comedy, and the comedy of the entire film was obviously sapped out of it, and the 40 minutes they didn't make the final cut. Yeah. So having that scene in there was completely irrelevant. All it did was tie Eddie to getting medical help. I would have been a lot more into this film if it was like a straight-up black comedy. Um but it tried too hard to to walk the line between the comedy that uh, Marvel Studios do very well in the MCU uh, mixed with the action. Um, and it tried to walk that line and just fell off completely. Um, hopefully, you know, maybe we get a, a different cut when the Blu-ray comes out and we get some of that footage and it might make it better-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, I think the tones clashed way too much throughout the entire runtime, and it didn't even... I think the runtime was only about 90-something minutes. It wasn't that long, um, which surprised me as well. You, I thought that Sony would have tried to beef this, this up a bit, considering it's like their first new film in their own little pocket Spider-Verse. It, it was really smashed together come the end, and... A lot of the big problems came from massive tonal clashes. I don't think Sony really knew what film they wanted to make. And they didn't know what film they wanted to make when it came to telling Tom Hardy what film he was in. Because he he sticks out like a sore thumb in this. It feels like he's completely disconnected from everybody else. And it just doesn't... Nothing merges together well enough for it to stand together as an actual impressive piece of cinema. It feels incredibly throwaway. And you, you enjoy it, please feel free. I wish I'd enjoyed it. But at the end of the day, if we're when we're coming to the films of the year list at the end of the year, this is not on it. This is not going to be on it. It's just, it's poorly thought out, and it's simply because as if the world has a threat, and then that means you've got a villain in your film. As long as you can figure out some way that they're going to kill all of the humans, then they're a villain. That's that's a, that's the mindset for a lot of it just felt, studios, just felt lazy. I feel. And it's incredibly ham-fisted. It's lazy, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 we're going to have to address the post-credits. Oh, don't make me do that, Eamon. <laughs> oh, I was, I, it wasn't worth the wait. No. It just so wasn't. I had to sit through fucking Eminem for that. You know how I feel about Eminem. Venom, 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 Venom. What is that song, man? Honestly, it's fucking oh, it's so. <laughs> so, oh, the post credit scene. Uh, it starts with Eddie Brock driving up to San Quentin prison and speaking to the symbiote, saying that it's got to be quiet. Cool. Goes into a cell. And it's Woody Harrelson in the worst mm. wig I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it really Nobody's is. hair it's is like that colour. Woody Harrelson, he had 20 minutes on set. Like, right, just whack this clown wig that we got from the corner shop. You'll be fine. It was. It's so weak. How did they think they were going to get away with that? It's not even entertaining. Um, because Woody Harrelson is sort of playing... He's playing Cletus Cassidy. He's playing Carnage. Okay, we get that. But when he's talking to Eddie, and he's like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll forego the usual serial killer mannerisms or whatever. Cool. Awesome. And the final line is, When I get out, 
there's going to be carnage. <gasps> like, we all know that carnage is coming. Right, we get it, we understand. There's no need to shove it so, so, like, obtusely down our throats, man. It's so annoying, honestly. It really pissed me off. I was just like, at least have a bit of nuance to it. It was, it was there solely so that the people who weren't familiar with the comics to go, is there a character called Carnage? I don't know. I'll, I'll read a comic book or something when I get home. <laughs> I might, might pick one up. Who knows? And the thing that even I'll get on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> the thing that pisses me off more is that they now say that this is the inevitable sequel because it's made a lot of money. Um, that Will Star Carnage isn't going to be as violent as this one. This one wasn't particularly violent to begin with, and if you're doing Carnage, who's a fucking serial killer, this just seems like a really bad, bloody move. Yeah, I'm really not enthusiastic to see this sequel. I was I was invested in this film with the sort of, you know, the excitement or sort of rush that comes with sort of driving past a train, driving past a car crash, and you you sort of think, oh, what's happened here? You're weirdly intrigued. That's how I felt about this film. I'm not going to feel that about the next film because I don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> I was I'm half so... expecting them to try and tease up uh, their next film, which is going to be Morbius. So that's going to be the Jared Leto living vampire movie. And I was glad that they didn't. And if there is an Easter egg in there somewhere, I don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> um, I just want Sony to yeah. stop it now. Sony, just give the rights back. Just just let Kevin Feige have his shit back and just let it die. This is not what we deserved. I did not <laughs> sit through Infinity War to be greeted with this on the other side. With this fucking abomination. But isn't that nuts, though? In the space of you know a few months... You know, we have Infinity War, which ties up however many, you know, 20-something superheroes together and still manage to make a compelling film. And Venom can't use one and, exactly. and get it's anything the, right. It's the exact polar opposite of Infinity War. Infinity War took so many superheroes and made a really, really good film out of it. Venom took one character out of a comic book featuring another superhero and stripped that other superhero out completely. <laughs> I mean, they can't even treat their fucking villains properly and even threateningly. It's like, yeah, sure, Riot, you know, inhabits a Malaysian woman at the start and she kills everybody in that like little town square bit and that was kind of freaky. And I was like, all right, this has got some sort of horror vibes to it. And then he just sort of like, hops around various people and it takes him like six months to get to the US right that doesn't really feel like a story arc to me it's just a bit shit I don't say this about a lot of films but I needed much more destruction in it with the way with the nature of the symbiotes and venom and riot and all of this there's there's a certain amount of destruction that comes with that character it's the sort of feral nature of the character that requires it. And there just wasn't nearly enough of it. It was defending Eddie Brock and going to eat some people while the camera pans. Oh, it's just... Yeah, it, it, it cut, wasn't it cut really a... To say that here it was a 15 as well, they could have gotten away with so much more. Um, exactly, yeah. Which really surprised me. Uh, I, did, I did like, you know, the bit when... 
he's, he gets out of the water and the symbiote extends itself off him and they're talking actually face to face. That was kind of cool, but again, it was the middle of the night. It just kind of looked like black tar sort of swirling around. It didn't really look hugely impressive, but hey. But yeah, the, the bits where it was just Eddie and the symbiote, I did kind of... I don't want to use the word like. That sounds too complimentary for this film. <laughs> um, almost, you know, redeeming qualities were faintly there, but not enough. <laughs> I do feel like the body cop elements between Eddie and Venom were the best parts of this film by far because it injected some more comedy. You got to learn more about both characters without it feeling really, really slammed into the film. And it felt more natural than the rest of the film. It's just a yeah. shame we didn't get to see much more of that. Yeah, I, I tell you what did surprise me about this film was Stan Lee making an appearance. Oh my god, I know. Why would he want to be anywhere near this? I don't know why. I th I didn't think he was going to be in this because he was in you know the Amazing Spider-Man movies. But here, I just didn't think he was gonna gonna film one. It just didn't didn't seem right almost um but yeah he plays a dog walker okay not, <laughs> not not his best one not his best one um there is a a, a spider-man easter egg to begin with the astronaut that that is um the surviving member of the crash is j jonah jameson's son so at least we got that there was some tie yeah but it is literally uh I only noticed it very faintly in the background because it's like distorted, uh, like a radio channel or whatever, and it's like, really was 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 that Jameson? And then and then he's sort of discarded with within about two seconds. So say what you like, it's kind of spider related ish. You can tell the studio when they came up with that. They went, oh, the nerds are gonna love this. And then, and then and they then obscured it. <laughs> and then we didn't. Um, I just... <laughs> oh, God. It's just bloody awful. So, go on, then. What would you what would you rate this out of ten? Honestly, I, I wish I could do better than this, but I I feel like it's a three at best. <laughs> it's, it's so... It was so disappointing. I kind of felt going into this, this isn't going to go well. Mm. And I was... You know, there were moments where... It was fun. It was the body cop elements, and it was the moments at the beginning with the murder. But ugh, that was literally it. It feels so convoluted. The script is all over the place. They're all acting in different films. It's just a majorly, majorly disappointing film. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a four. Um, gonna be Ooh. ever, ever so slightly more generous. Um, like I say, I do quite enjoy the the moments with Eddie and Venom chatting to each other and, you know, where Eddie's walking down the street and still talking to himself, but he's talking to Venom. Um, and, you know, the fights, they weren't amazing, but Venom, there is some sort of enjoyment of seeing Venom in live action that isn't toe for grace from Spider-Man 3. Um, <laughs> and, you know, with the huge jaw and the huge tongue, that element of them, that element of him, rather, they did get right. Uh, it's just a shame that they just couldn't make a decent film otherwise. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a four for me. 
out. It's a shame, isn't it? It is. Uh, there was potential, and they ruined it. Um, but that has been our review of Venom. Uh, if you preferred it more than we did, you can tweet us at Heroes Direct. <laughs> you can tweet me at Eamon Jacob. You can tweet Joseph. You can tweet me at Joseph underscore AIS. Lovely. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.